Well, good morning and welcome to Noah's Window. All this week, at least for the first four days, Mary Alice and I are talking about four compromises that Pharaoh offered Moses. In a way, Pharaoh was telling Moses, you can do what God wants you to do, but you can do it on my terms. And what we're looking at each day is that Pharaoh, of course, represents Satan, the enemy. Egypt represents the world system. And God's will for Israel was a whole bold new future in the promised land. So what we're looking at here is that Satan offers the same compromises to people today. He is saying, basically, you can do the God thing, but doing it on his terms simply means that the person who tries to do that will always go back to bondage. And that was Pharaoh's idea here, Mary Alice. I mean, he was he, the, the Israelites were his slaves. Mm -hmm. He didn't want to let them go. And when God comes along and says, let my people go, Pharaoh was, well, uh, since these plagues are coming along and turning up the heat on me, I'm going to find a way to say to the Israelites, you can kind of go do the God thing. But he wanted them to do it on his terms so that they would come right back. He definitely didn't want to relinquish any power. No, he didn't. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it's the same thing today. Mm -hmm. I really do believe that there are many people who are attracted to the message of Jesus, but then Satan, the enemy, comes along and offers a compromise that keeps them from really following the Lord. Well, yesterday we saw that Pharaoh's compromise was go but stay. He was saying to them, you can still offer your sacrifices to God, but do it here in the world, do it here in the world system. And we saw quickly that Moses turned that down and said, no, we, we don't have any interest in doing that. Uh, but now Pharaoh comes along and we're in verse 28 of chapter eight. This is three verses after the first compromise. And Pharaoh said, all right, go ahead. I will let you go into the wilderness to offer sacrifices to the Lord your God, but don't go too far away. In other words, yeah, uh, we'll let you follow God, but don't don't get serious about it. You know, mm -hmm. you can you can go to church every once in a while. You can even you know listen to some Christian music, but don't let it really change the way your life is. And obviously, we want to say real quickly: no one is saved by works. No right. one is saved by either what they do or what they don't do, but it still involves a choice. Mm -hmm. And that's what Pharaoh is basically trying to get them to do. He's trying to get them to find some kind of way that they can uh, satisfy themselves that they're doing God's will, but still they're on they're on Pharaoh's agenda. Go, but don't go very far. And under his power still. Yeah, he wants to make power. sure they stay under his power. We've seen this at New Spring, haven't we, a mm -hmm. lot. I mean, people that, are drawn to the gospel. Maybe they have a wife or a husband who truly accepts Christ. Maybe their kids accept Christ in kids' world. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, yeah, I kinda, I'm kinda open to it, but I'm, it's not gonna really affect how I look at things. Or there's the modern concept among, uh, in the Christian world even, that really what God really wants to do is validate our sin and that everything's okay Oh man! Uh, so you don't really need to live different. In fact, all those things the world's doing, it's fine. You should go do that too because you have Christian liberty. And yeah, it's like this world system is right about everything, but then I want to go to heaven too. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm, I'm exactly. going to do it, but I'm not going to go very far. Right. I'm not going to get into this, you know, believing the Bible is the word of God thing. And and, and God's okay with that. That's yeah, that's the big deception I think that Satan works in the in that modern comparison is he wants to convince people it's okay. Now, man, I've, I've run into that so many times with people. Well, well my God wouldn't do that. You know, mm -hmm. they can hear what God has to say about hell. Well, my God would never send anybody to hell. Well, 
I mean, that's a technical point. I mean, people send themselves to hell, but their idea is, well, I, my God would not do that, or my God would not be against this. Or, and really, when it gets, I don't, think they, I don't think they listen to themselves talk, because in reality, what they're saying is, I am God. Right. It's like, my God. Well, you know, we don't own a God. Mm-hmm. You know, God is the God of the universe. But this go but don't go very far thing really does intrigue me. Because when a person chooses Jesus, you can't have just a piece of Jesus. You know, you can't just say, well, I like this part of Jesus, but I don't like this mm-hmm. part of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, it reminds me so many times we've talked even lately about really about the Christian life. It's a whole new, you're going in a whole new direction. And yeah. if, if you're if you're pointed in that direction, you're not you're not going the way of the world. So you, you can't do both. You can't be divided and go two opposite. Directions. I keep thinking about what you said yesterday, because you were pointing out that what Egypt represented was bondage, and what God had was the promised land. Mm-hmm. And yet Pharaoh, and of course he, he's a representative of Satan here. That message from the world is God is bondage mm-hmm. and the world is freedom and yet in reality we see this in the story here and we also see it in the world today what the world offers people is bondage and what God wants to offer them is freedom why would you just want to go a little exactly. ways into freedom would you, yeah exactly <laughs> you know? why would you why would you want to do that it's not a, as you often say why would you want to do something that's not even in your own self-interest oh that's the biggest question that I think I wrestle with I I see people do things that harm themselves and you're like like, well, you know, even if I were selfish, I would follow God because his ways are what's best for me. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've been talking about not only the compromises in the book of Exodus that uh, the enemy was offering Moses, but we've also been talking about how that Egypt represents the world. And that brings us to 2022 because mm-hmm. we're in such a wrestling between this world system and what God has to say. And the world system does seem to have the upper hand right now. Sure does. And what's really troubling you and me and is that so many people who claim to follow Jesus are just falling hook, line, and sinker into the world's message. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why we want to talk about these things on Noah's window. So each day, Mary Alice and I are bringing something to you from the book of Exodus, the four compromises. But we also want to bring something to you about the world system because the Bible has so much to say. Yesterday we saw from the book of James that anyone who is a friend of the world system is the enemy of God. Today, Mary Alice, I want to read a little section of scripture and I'd love to have your your comment on it. Um, The Bible says in 1 John 2, do not love this world, and one more time, we're not talking about the planet or the people in the world, talking about a system. Do not love this world nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. And I love this. And this world is fading away. No one wants to, no one wants to be on a sinking ship, but that's what happens when people fall in love with this world system. And this world is fading away along with everything that people crave, but anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. So, Marilis, let's go back to the first part of that, where the Bible says don't love the world system of what it offers you. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, there's the cravings of the flesh, the cravings of the eyes, pride of life. In other words, I want what I see. I want what makes me feel good. I want what makes me feel important. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says these are from the world. So what do you think about when you hear that? Well, I think the first thing, goes back to the main concept here, it's loving the world. 
Yeah. So it doesn't mean that God can't even bless us with some some things that bring us comfort and uh, pleasure in this world. It doesn't mean that we don't have any pleasure. It doesn't yeah. mean we don't have. But if we love these things, then our our affection is is going in the wrong direction. It's like we talk so very often. God has blessed us with many uh, material things. And we always say well, you need to hold these things loosely, yeah. Because these nothing, these things, none of these things that we see are going to last forever. Gonna, yeah, because it's fading away. We just right. saw that. So our, our we we're motivated by our passions and our affections. And if our passions and our affections are on the Lord, they won't won't also be on the things of this world or or the, you know the the uh, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, or the pride of life. It, that that isn't where we're going to be centering our love, our affection, our passion. Let's talk about something really important for a moment, Mary Alice, because when we read this verse that we just read about the things that are in the world, I want what makes me feel good, I want what I see, and I want what makes me come off being important. Real quickly, we recognize that's in us. And mm -hmm. so someone could hear this today and say, oh no, I'm part of the world because I have the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. Well, we all have that. Mm -hmm. So the point that I think that needs to be talked about here is the Bible says, don't be in love with these things. Mm -hmm. You know, and you were asking me when the camera was, was not running, well, what would that be? What would be the, the love of the world? And I, 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 the answer I gave you was to love the world means there's no battle going on. Right, right. We don't. Yeah, exactly. So, like, if if you don't feel that that tension, yeah, that battle between the spirit of God and, and Satan and his temptation, um, you know, all of us are fighting that battle. Right. The Bible tells us that. But if we don't feel any any tension there, then that would be a little scary. Thought. Well, I think that is the whole key because, you know, I do I have within me that. Um, I want what I see. Sure, I mean, you know, when I look at this world, I can I can fall in love with stuff, and for a moment it can become an idol for me. Do, do I do I have the lust of the flesh? Sure. Do I have the pride of life? I battle that every day, but I hate those things in me. You know, I mean, I I see, and, and we're going to see a text later this week where the Bible says that the cravings of the world actually are warfare against the mm -hmm. soul. Mm. And I have those things, and you have those things, and everybody listening to us on Noah's window, we all have those messages that are within us that come from this world system, and they resonate with our, our old nature, mm -hmm. our dark side. But uh, it's something else to, to love the world and love those things, because what it means is there's no battle in that person. Right, there's no battle. And as long as you're fighting a battle, <laughs> you're in good shape. You know, it, it, it will be a lifelong battle until we until we get to heaven. Well, let's just circle right back around to where we started because we said that Pharaoh offered Moses a compromise. You know, when, when the first one we talked about yesterday, when uh, when he told Moses, okay, you can do the God thing, but stay here in the world. Moses is like not interested in that. So, you know, and this is what Satan always does. If he can't get you a cheap, he'll try to, you know, bid it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And he said, go, but uh, don't go very far. Anything that you can think of before we turn to Lisa that, Mary Alice, because you and I have met people that uh, had this idea that I can follow Jesus, but not real seriously. Isn't it true that they always go right back? I was going to say, you know, if, if Moses had taken that compromise, and of course he wouldn't, but Pharaoh knew nothing was going to change. No, no. They would never be out of his reach. They would never be out of his power, and he would be able to keep them doing exactly what he wanted them to do. 
Wow, you know, I just I cannot every time every time we do one of these on the compromises that Pharaoh offered Moses, I keep thinking about the old song that you and I grew up singing when we were kids. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. Even and if nobody goes with me. Even if nobody goes with me. And and that's where we need to be today. You know, I've I've made my choice. Mm -hmm. I, I see this world system, it's fading away. Um it has no hold on me. Mm -hmm. I may live in this world, but I'm not of this world. That's what Jesus said in this mm -hmm. high priestly prayer in John 17. Well, we need, we need this is a great time to pray, Mary Ellen, mm -hmm. because we all need prayer. You know, we're surrounded by the system, but we're not of it. So pray for us today. Absolutely. Father, thank you so much for trusting us to be here in this place at this time representing you. And I pray that you'd help us to be bright light shining for you and help us to see clearly Satan's deception. And I just pray that you would deliver us from his uh, traps and, and all the things that he wants to do to uh, keep us um, from serving you and, and keep us from knowing clearly um, where those lines are drawn. Uh, but most of all, Father, I just pray that you would um, be in our lives and be clear and uh, I just pray that each and every person that's watching or listening today would be very clear in their own hearts of who they are serving and not be in bondage to this world and I just pray that you would make it clear Father that what Jesus did in dying for us and offering us this free gift of salvation um, there is no bondage there Father that's where freedom is and I just pray that you would help us Father that we would understand the distinction between the world and Satan and what you have offered and I just pray that if anyone hasn't yet uh, reached out to receive this free gift that Jesus has offered I pray that this will be the day help us father as we have influence over our friends and loved ones that we would always point them to you and guide us in our lives as we want to serve you and I just pray that you would uh, have your will and way in our lives and we'll give you all the glory and honor and pray all these things in Jesus name amen well, thanks for joining us today on Noah's Window. Thank you for praying for us, Mary Ellis. I, I need, while you were praying, I thought, well, I need that today. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow to talk about compromise number three. But in the meantime, we love hearing from you. Mm -hmm. So if you have a prayer request or if it just maybe, and I'll be the first to say that this discussion that we're having does raise questions. So if a question comes up, you'd like for us to address that here on Noah's Window, especially about what we're talking about right now. And we'd love to hear from you. We'll do our best to open the word of God and, and bring you something that will be helpful and meaningful to your life. Well, thanks for joining us on Noah's Window. We'll see you tomorrow.